Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. What's up everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up guys? This is Paul Verzi and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 205 for Wednesday, April 14th, 2021. How's it going, onesies? How's your week going? How's everything in your life? You doing good? I'm doing all right. Um, I spent some time doing a, uh, what was it, a Harvey's activation? I did one day of that. That was great. We were giving out some free burgers, free thank you burgers for the frontline workers and anyone else who wanted to mosey on up to our, uh, our food truck, uh, been playing the games in the evenings with my pals, my, my sleep schedule's all fucked up as the kids say. And, uh, what else? I watched some, some stuff on TV. In fact, uh, when I say TV, does that count? I was using the television as the monitor, but, uh, but television in its old, uh, old form, right? Channels and such. Now it's all like streaming services. Now I got my my several different streaming services that I watch. And I'll tell you guys about some of the stuff that I watched, uh, on that and which, uh, streaming services or whatever. Cool. We, we, we can talk about that stuff. Um, oh, uh, you know what? I'll get to this when I get to, uh, to that portion of the show, but, uh, yeah, I got some, I got some fun stuff for you guys. Um, what else? Anything else? Oh, and I've, I've started a new activation as of today. So, of course, I'm recording Tuesday evening, surprisingly enough. I uh, wanted to get it done earlier today, but I had to get started on this thing that I'm doing. So, uh, this one might be a short episode. I don't have a whole hell of a lot to talk about. Uh, I don't want to try to stretch it out too needlessly. I think I'll tell you really what there is to tell and then go on from there. I moved forward that thing I was going to talk about last week uh, to this week. And who knows? If I feel like talking about it, I will. If I don't, I won't. Only because I feel like it's polarizing. But, uh, I might not be in the right mental head state to talk about. The only reason I say that is just because I'm, I'm kind of tired from, from going on. I have been sore. So let me talk about this Harvey's thing. So the Harvey's activation was great. I got to see, uh, Kat, Ryan and Mahad from, uh, you know, in the summertime when we were doing it for the ones who've been here for a while, I did this, uh, tour with them in the summertime. I believe it was the summertime. I think, yeah, definitely. Uh, it was like July and then August or June and then August. And I uh, got to do a bunch of different cities, just a fun activation, um, good stuff. I, um, got to see them again, which was fun. We're basically, this is, I, I mentioned it a few weeks ago. I'll just do it again. A little bit of a time filler. Uh, we were basically giving away burgers. So they have an Angus burger and then they have, uh, the, the Harvey's plant-based beyond meat kind of thing called the light life burger. So it's all pea protein and stuff like that. It's, uh, and apparently it's better for you than the beyond meat burger. Um, I tried them. They're nice. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing crazy special, but it's not anything gross either. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we were giving those away and then you get like a, a Pepsi, either a diet Pepsi or Pepsi. The, the main reason it's not like a lot of stuff there. Um, they didn't have a lot of options. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you guys doing like French fries and everything. It's like, 
with the trailer that's being kind of drove all over the country, uh, they can't have oil in it just because they they can't drain the, the fryers constantly and fill them back up. Um, just not practical. So what we did in the summertime was we were giving everybody, you know, get your burger and you would get a bag of chips and, uh, you know, and then, uh, either a diet or a regular Pepsi. Um, and the thing too, is like some people go, how how do you pick what you want on your burger? Well, what we would do is we would just basically have, um, all these little containers that would have, we were just calling them a salad. So basically it came, you know, the container would come with your lettuce, pickles, onions, banana peppers, tomato, and a little thing of Harvey's sauce in the bag. Uh, sorry, in this little container, um, that was placed in the bag. So, um, and then we would do these bag stuffings in the morning. So like before, as we're getting everything set up, we basically would grab like a ketchup packet. I mean, excuse me. I don't know where the hell these like hiccup burps are coming from. I apologize. Um, we would do like, you know, a ketchup pack, a mustard pack, uh, napkins and these little, you know, like little fork and knife, you know, wrap things, lots of wastage plastic. And I apologize for that, you know, part of the problem, not solution, but no real alternatives for that stuff at the moment. So, uh, throw all that stuff into the bag and then, uh, basically what would happen is I was at work with the two guys inside the trailer, basically cooking and prepping. And so what we would do was we just have, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I didn't take a lot of pictures from inside, but it's cool. We had like all of the, the stations where, you know, we would have, everything was separate too. So just in case anyone was like, Oh, were you doing like plant-based stuff? Like all the plant-based stuff had its own, like spatulas, tongs, warmers, all these different things where like it never went near any of the stuff that touched meat. So they were very mindful in that regard. And, uh, we were just like frying burgers cause they were going out the window faster. We can get them. And there's three of us inside and, uh, Mahad and Ryan basically worked the grills and toast the buns as much as that might sound like nothing. It's not, we didn't, we didn't use one of those salamanders like they have in the, the restaurants for anyone who doesn't know salamanders kind of like one of those, those toasters where you put it in the top and then it's on a little conveyor belt and then toast it and drops down. We didn't have one of those. We were basically just toasting the buns on a flat top. Um, so, and it's just like, you'd be amazed because there's only so many you can do at a time and it takes about a minute or so f- to toast them. And when you got like burgers going out the window, like crazy, sometimes, uh, what we refer to it as, as waiting on bread. So a lot of times we got the burgers ready to go. The bags are all set. It's just like, just waiting on bread. We gotta, we, you know, gotta put the burgers in. So, um, kind of a cool little process that we were doing there. Um, what we do too, is once we have all, we have like basically these boxes filled with the bags, with the ketchup, mustard, you know, napkins. And then we have a fridge full of these little salad uh, containers, basically. So they go to a local Harvey's in the morning and pick up just boxes of these pre-made salad kits. And then as we're cooking in the trailer, it's basically like they're flipping burgers, keeping the burgers going, keeping the bread in stock. I'm, I'm grabbing the burgers, putting them on the buns in the boxes, in the bags, put the salad in the bag, close it up, kaboom out to the people. So it's like, go, 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 go for, for a good four hours. And it's nice. It's fun. It keeps you busy. I don't know what the hell I did, but I screwed up my right arm. Um, I, I really don't know what it is. It's like, um, it's, it's only in a certain part. My arm clicks when I bend it at the elbow. So I don't know what's going on, but it's, is the point where like lifting up, uh, my cell phone with my arm was killing me. And it's still, what are we today? Tuesday. So when you guys hear this Wednesday, quite literally a week later, uh, my arm still hurts. Um, it's fading slowly by the day, but I'm like, I, part of me is like, well, I just, has it just been that I've not used, I've really not done any kind of exercise, but it's, it's weird. It's almost, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that little lump in my wrist that I was talking about before is still there. It still hurts. And now my, the next joint up 
and that same arm is having issue. So we'll see what happens, guys. The saga of pain. <laughs> we'll just call it. What else hurts, Josh? Oh, I got problems, guys. Shitload of other medical stuff that's just been on the list for a while. These new ones, you know, you're almost like, get in line, kids. All right, you can you can throw pain my way, but uh, I got other stuff that's been around a lot longer. We're just throwing you on the pile. No special treatment. You know, it's like the new chick who shows up and she's like, pay attention to me. You know what? You're just one of... Yeah, one of the noise here. Sorry, guys. I'm, my phone is blowing up like crazy. Um, one sec here. Pause yet. Sorry, gang. One of the drawbacks of doing uh, the podcast later in the day is that you're so many things start coming in. I don't know. I guess the people that I know wake up later in the day and now they're like, blah, blah, blah. All right. Uh, not that important. So, yeah. Mysterious pains, uh, work massive. It was great, but it was like, I haven't hustled like that in a long time. It's also doing like a lot of lifting and setup. Like we have all these stanchions and things like that. Is it stanchions? I don't know if that's the right word. Um, little poles and things like that. Lines set up lots of protocols to set up, build things. Anyways, it was, it was great. It was great. It was actually great being out, seeing people, uh, working hard. I, I had a blast doing it, but, uh, but my arm has been screaming at me ever since, um, yeah, it's almost like somebody twisted it the wrong way, and now just all the muscles hurt. Like, I can just hold my hand and make a fist, just squeeze my fist, and it hurts in my elbow. So that's weird. But on the on the inside, let's see if I get that same lump on this side when I do it. Oh, I get this. Interesting. Interesting. I get like a weird kind of lump that comes up in the middle. Oh, well. Um, I guess I'll have to start masturbating with the left, huh? Okay. <laughs> Um, do, 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 was wondering if I should tell you guys about that. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, this guy's, this one might be short. I don't have a lot to say this week. I really don't. Um, it's funny too, because I've been doing things. I've been prepping for the, the thing that I started today doing trainings and stuff like that. Um, I, uh, I have Harvey's coupons. Okay. So the same thing that I was doing, giving away burgers, um, I can actually give away to you guys. I have some of these coupons. I spent yesterday contacting some of the people that I know just saying, Hey, uh, I got some, some burger coupons. Let me send some to you and your family. And, uh, yeah, I dumped a bunch of those in the mailbox today. So I got a bunch of Harvey's coupons on their way to families all over the country, uh, that I know that makes me happy. Um, I wanted to say if any of you are here in Canada, unfortunately, Harvey's is a Canadian chain. It's not available in the States or anywhere else in the world. But, um, if I do have any onesies that are listening in Canada, send me an email, contact the one man podcast, uh, send me your, your, you know, your mailing address and let me know how many of you there are in your family. And I will send, uh, I will send you some coupons. Uh, you know, the, the coupons are good till the end of the May. So, uh, limited time, of course, but I'm going to stop taking, uh, I'm going to stop taking requests by the end of the month. Uh, so send them in, send me an email, give me your uh, mailing address. I will send you some free burgers, no purchase necessary. And again, if you're a vegetarian or vegan, you're like, Oh, I don't eat burgers. The light life burgers are plant-based. There's no, uh, no meat in them whatsoever. Totally safe. And they're actually good, 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 good and good for you. Um, so let me know. Banging through my weekly podcast notes. I wish I had stuff to tell you guys this week. I might, I'm, you know, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that thing I was going to tell you guys just because, oh, I, um, I received the next step in that thing that I was working on. I told you guys I was working on something for a couple of days, had to run some errands, um, received a response. Uh, I'm going to try to convince them to reconsider. Um, but again, I don't want to jinx anything. So I'll tell you guys once I get my final information on it, 
but what it's looking like so far is a waste of a day. But I'm I'm keeping hope alive. I'm not going to jinx it. I'll let you guys know when I have uh, have more for you. Um. So yeah, yeah. There really isn't a lot on this list. I, and it's funny because looking back at the week, some weeks I'm like, yeah, I know what I did. I did a lot of fucking around. I've done a lot of fucking around in the evenings, but I, I really haven't this week. Um, I played some, basically my evenings are, are playing games with my friends. I can't think of anything that I could do at the moment in the evenings at the end of the day that, that would really make a huge difference right now. Some of you might be going like, well, get out, get some exercise or something like, yeah, I guess, but kind of boring to go for a walk in the dark, you know? Unless you send me, send me some motivation. Tell me, tell me why walking in the dark is amazing. I can, I can listen. I can, I can convince myself. Um, I started a new, uh, activation today. It's, um, it's a promo program on the other side of the river. So over on the Gatineau side. So it's all in French for uh, skip formerly skip the dishes. So it's nothing super extravagant. Um, basically what I'm doing is, you know, if you walk into a restaurant and you see all the, the Uber eats and DoorDash and skip the dishes from all that stuff, uh, the decals in the window, effectively they did a, a rebrand. So they're not skip the dishes anymore. They're just called skip and their stuff went from red to orange. I don't know if it's to differentiate the fact that, uh, you know, uh, DoorDash is, is red. Maybe they wanted to be a different color or whatever. I don't, I really don't know. Um, but my job is basically I got a list of restaurants and I need to drive to them and go in, take out, you know, scrape off the old decal, put a new one up with the new branding on it. And, uh, you know, then, then just do a quick little report on, uh, you know, on stuff and that's it. Um, I spent all of yesterday. So here's an example of a day that just goes by. You don't even notice it as I spent all of yesterday mapping out my route. So what they do is they just hit me with a big list of addresses. There's nothing in their list that has any kind of organization to it. Okay. So like when I get the list, it's not like they're all in the East end and then West end or whatever it is. Like I, I quite literally have three different restaurants that are all in a food court at a place uh, in the Gatineau side and they're scattered throughout the list. So like if I took that list and just went into my car and started driving to them, like I would go back to the same location different times. So what I did was I printed out a map and I looked up each one on Google maps and put a mark on the map so that I would see sort of every location just on the map where I had to go. And then basically splitting those up over the course of four days. So just looking at the map and seeing where the concentrated areas were, whatever, and basically segmenting the city into four sections and then deciding like which, which days to do which ones. And then at the end of it to separate them into the order. So once it's not as much to just know what area everything's in, you have to know sort of which, which store should I go to? I shouldn't go to one end of the city, then back to the other end and then back again. I mean, all this stuff seems pretty simple, but just looking at a list of addresses, you got to do the work to figure out, especially if it's a part like a city, you don't know, you don't just go, yeah, I'm just going to drive all over the place. Your, your day is going to take you forever. So I spent an entire day mapping things out, organizing them, segregating them, and then making myself a new, uh, spreadsheet with the stores in the order that I should go to them in on those particular days. So boring clerical work and mapping and charting, but, uh, that was my Monday and it worked today because I went out on the road and I managed to get like, I started today with a smaller amount because I knew I had to record the podcast today and I didn't want to end up, you know, just being completely zonked. I haven't yawned once yet. We're about 15 minutes into the podcast. So, um, but I had, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. I'll, I'll let you guys know. It doesn't, it doesn't pay a lot, but 
I would rather, rather than sitting in the car and trying to map these out on my phone and go, okay, well, we got five different ones, which one's the closest to this one and all that stuff. It's just, I'd rather sit here, have a cup of coffee at my desk, play some music, put a show on in the background, whatever it is, and map it out at my own pace. Doesn't feel like work that way. As opposed to being like sitting in your car in a parking lot, trying to figure out what the next closest thing is to you. Um, so I did that. Uh, and it seemed to go well today. The way the pay structure is such that, um, every visit I get 10 bucks. Apparently I get paid for mileage. Um, so great, I guess, but I have no idea what that is, what the payment is for the mileage. And, uh, and then I get 10 bucks a visit. So for example, um, if I go to the store and I'm able to put a decal up, boom, 10 bucks, I throw a little report into my phone afterwards. Honestly, I can be in and out of a place in five minutes, um, putting one up. So it was actually quite easy today to, to do the stops that I had. Um, the, however, some places are closed and if I'm, if it's closed, uh, I just do the quick little report and make five bucks. But here's the thing. I mean, everybody would be like, well, I'd rather make the money, but it's not like I've, I've done some marketing gigs where like, if you go and you can't do your job, you still get paid. Great. I love those. And a lot of those tasks are like, you know, an hour long setup or something like that. You're building displays or merching something or changing signage. I prefer the ones where, you know, you, you show up and you can't do your job. You still get paid. So be, because this task here is literally put a sticker in a window and then fuck off. Um, you know, I still have to do a report if I can't. So, uh, one of the places that I went to today looked like a little sort of like chip wagon food truck. It was like, it was like a little teeny, 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 teeny little shack, but it was like a pizza joint and it was like a house. I checked on Google. I pull up and I was like, okay, I look at it. All the tables and chairs are all like locked up and everything. It did, did not look open. It looked like a decrepit little shack, but all the menus and everything were still up outside. Um, I checked Google said that they were open. Um, so I went right out of the place, the door, door was locked, you know, nobody was in there. I was like, okay, I tried calling the phone number, didn't get an answer. So I'm like, well, this says that they're open. Uh, you know, we're in their hours of operation and everything like that. There's no sign saying back in 15 minutes. So I'm like, okay, like I spent more time trying to, you know, figure out whether or not, you know, basically vet whether or not it was actually open or closed or, or you know, if they'd gone into business or whatever, then it would have been to just walk in. Hey, my name's Josh. I'm here to put a sticker up in French. Of course, that's one of the things that's slowing me down is that like, I don't know how to say decal in French. I don't know how to say manager in French, uh, gest gestionnaire or something like that. Weird word. I've never heard. So like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Like, I mean, next week, on the podcast, I'll let you guys know how some of the, you know, 15 stop days went or whatever. And it's, it's really only if there's anything worth telling, but just letting you know that this is like one gig I was able to take, uh, throughout COVID and, um, it's, it's a decent gig. You know what I mean? I managed to, in just about, you know, a little over an hour's time, bang out five of these. So 50 bucks an hour is very good. Plus getting paid for, for mileage is fine, but um, obviously nothing paid for the day that I mapped everything out, but it does make my life easier than trying to do all that shit on the fly in between every single one. Um, can't really nothing funny about any of this. I guess it's just, this is what I'm doing with myself. The whole point of this podcast, right? Keep you up to date with what's going on with me. And right now, not a lot. Um, loved the Harvey's gig. The Harvey's gig paid good money. That one paid really good money. And I really hope that we do that. That was, we actually found out the day, I guess I should talk about that. We found out that day while we were doing it, that, uh, Ontario is going back into stay at home. So naturally I'm not listening because I'm doing the skip thing, but 
in all fairness, uh, we have all PPE, everything like that. And really I'm walking into places that are open anyways, food places. There's they're deemed essential because they're selling food. Well, if you can go in to order food, I can go in to stick a sticker up in the window. That's my, my position on it. Um, but yeah, we found out that day that we we're going back into lockdown. So the rest of the Harvey's tour, um, was canceled for the time being because of the lockdown. So another opportunity to say, Hey, like if you were thinking, Hey, you know what? I don't need those burgers. They're coming to my town soon. Uh, probably not a little too volatile, um, you know, for them to drive all the way to, uh, a city and then find out, Oh, no, sorry. The whole city's under lockdown, you know, maybe stick around for a couple of weeks and we're not, it's like, no, it's not, uh, not going to happen. So yeah, that's really what I'm doing with myself, guys. I got, I got, uh, it was my mom's birthday on Friday. I went to spend some time with her on Sunday. We, uh, we got some food and just kind of watched me. We started watching the stand on Amazon prime. And I got to say, I don't like it as much as I liked the original. Um, the story they've, they've added some characters. Um, if anyone's seen the original, like 1990s, the stand, Stephen King's, the stand miniseries or whatever it was. Um, it was a good, uh, it was a good flick. I think that they did it in two parts. I could be wrong, but I, I feel like, you know, it wasn't very long, but it was an interesting series basically, uh, you know, and it's a great, great story for right now with the pandemic and everything is that the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, virus is let loose on North America. I don't know if it affected the entire world. It definitely affected North America, but virus gets out, kills everybody, but there's people that are immune. So there's no zombies or anything like that, but there's people that are immune and they have, they start, you know, the ones who are survived, you know, start having these visions of a, of an old woman named mother Abigail, I believe is her name. And, you know, she kind of, they, they have these dreams of her and she pulls them all to one area. And basically you end up with like these two communities where it's like one are like kind of like the good guys. And then the other ones are the bad guys. It's almost like walking dead in the sense that it's like, you know, you got the Alexandrians and, and then the, the saviors. So Anyways, it's, uh, it's an interesting story. And then it just goes to shit. Like all of Stephen King's stories, like in the very last few pages, so to speak. But, um, I started watching this with my mom. I watched the first two episodes of the Amazon prime mini series. I think there's like eight episodes or whatever. And it's got a decent cast. It's got James Marsden playing like one of the main characters, the, the character that Gary Sinise played in the, uh, in the original series. Um, it's got, uh, Heather Graham plays a part in it. There's a few other people of note. I'm trying to remember any that come to mind. Oh, Alexander Skarsgård plays, uh, Randall flag, except I only heard him call himself flag in this, uh, not Randall flag. So we'll see what happens, but the story was kind of bouncing all over the place in the original mini series. They did a, a, a reasonably, you know, linear way of telling the story. This one bounces, back and forth through time a little bit, which kind of makes it a little difficult to keep track of like what you're seeing. Um, I think I'm suffering a little bit personally from like, I watched the stand miniseries a few times. I think I'm suffering from like the characters that I like have been the you know, the new people that they've cast in them. I, I don't really, I guess I don't get the same vibe of the character. Um, but I, I was thinking about it while I was watching it. So I'm like in the original miniseries, it was like all white people for the most part. I don't remember any black people in the, in the original ones. I don't remember any, uh, you know, Hispanic characters or anything like that. So it was like, it was very like, you know, what you got in the nineties whitewash. And I, and I totally get that. I really do get that in the idea that when people say like, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm a minority. I've been watching like movies filled with white people my entire life. Like, and I never see myself represented in any of these movies. And I'm like, yeah, and I never took note of it because you know, I'm privileged. 
but um I I was just watching it going like and then the, the new one it's got a lot more diversity and everything like that so the the it's an interesting like conversation I have with myself because I'm not like mad that there's people represented in it it's just that they've changed characters that I I you know, saw before. So even in the original story, so I don't, it's interesting to me to try to figure out like, what is that with me? I have no issue, you know, like watching stories with people, people represented like in the last of us part two, uh, the game, there's a lot of people represented in that game and it was great. I didn't find that it took from the story at all. I don't feel like it distracted from anything. The story was still phenomenal. I just, I didn't care. You know what I mean? Like there's no point was I triggered because there was so much representation. And I don't mean like every now and again, you would come across a person of color, or whatever. Like, I mean like pretty well, uh, across the board, even with like the, the different, you know, ethnicities in the game. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought, I thought it was really, really great. It did not take from the story at all. I think, um, I think, fuck it's, yeah, it's like I said, just going with it. I think part of me gets bothered when they change something just for the sake of changing it. Now, again, the story of the stand, I don't think it changes anything, um, to have more representation in it. You know what I mean? Like they didn't add characters. So I don't think I would have cared about that, but they changed existing characters into other, uh, ethnicities. And I'm interested to know the psychology. Cause I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm interested to know the psychology behind, um, you know, why would it, why would it bother me that they've changed that? You know what I mean? So I don't think I'm right. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I'm right. I, I know that it bothers me and I'm being honest about that, but I don't know why. Like the thing too is with Nick's character, like Nick was played by Rob Lowe in the original and I loved his character. And then in this one, they've got like some young Hispanic guy with an eye patch on, like the character doesn't even seem like that character anymore. Um, I'm sure it has something to do with like the nostalgia of having watched something when I was young and, you know, it's been the story for so many years and then it just comes along and gets changed. Like, I'm sure that happens with other, other things too, right? Like you, you read books or something like that and you have a certain vision in your mind and all of a sudden somebody gets cast, you know, and I don't, I don't think it means like whatever ethnicity either. I don't think that that matters. I think it's just like, oh, that's not what I envision. It's not what I came to used to. Like. I think, uh, I don't know. I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated. Um, because like I said, the real me doesn't care, but I just know it's like, Oh, I wonder why they did that. But like I said, at the end of the day, it's more inclusion and I'm all about that. Like the new, like I'll put it this way. The new stand looks more like the world we live in. And that makes for better storytelling to make the world more relatable. I just wonder why I'm still like, yeah, yeah. I don't like that as much as I like the other one. You know what I mean? I think just changing, I guess, I guess I, I know part of me, I definitely don't like changing things as a, uh, pandering method. I don't think, but I don't think it's pandering. Anyways, this is me ramp. This is basically the conversation I had in my head. I'm like, this is a good thing. There's nothing really wrong with doing this. Just those characters. Were, I know with Marvel, I know with Marvel, um, they started to change all of the, uh, like the characters. So like Iron Man, um, you know, is now, a. a teenage black girl named Riri Williams. Um, you know, the Hulk is a, is an Asian guy. Thor is a woman. Um, a bunch of characters just completely, uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, like a black Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Um, 
you know, now what they've done is they've kept him in. Like they did, I think they did this and this is gonna be ignorant because I'm not hundred percent sure how it worked, but I know that they like recast Spider-Man in this new universe that they did with Miles Morales. And then they got rid of that entire universe, but people liked M- Miles Morales so much. They decided to move him into the, the universe with everybody else. Um, so it's like, now there's two Spider-Mans. There's like, you know, Miles Morales, Spider-Man and the other Spider-Man, they got the diff- two different suits, but, uh, I just know for a long period of time, they were like, we're going to recast every character. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny because Zendaya in the Spider-Man movies recast from Mary Jane, who's like, you know, a white chick with super red hair and uh, like just just ridiculous, you know, old image of like the beauty model whatever. So it's funny because I, I like that. I have no issue with that. And you look at the, the whole cast of Spider-Man, right? You got Ned, who's like Samoan or Hawaiian. You have uh, Flash who is, I, I believe, uh, you know, East Indian or Pakistani. Um, you know, you got Zendaya. I don't know what her ethnicity is, but you have a, like a good big group, you know, multicultural cast of characters. And, uh, you know, no issue. There's no irks, irk, you know, some people are like, oh, I can't believe they changed somebody. I, I just, I wonder what that is. I wonder why when you change the ethnicity of a character that people already know, I wonder why that's, I wonder why that's, uh, can be irksome to some, like I said, for, for me, it's just like, you know, 20 years of loving the stand movie. And now it's all these different characters to me. I think some of them just don't look the part. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think some of you think, you know what I mean? And you don't like, what do you mean? You don't think of black. No, I don't care. The, the reason I brought up the Marvel stuff is what, like, why were they taking, characters that already existed and deciding that they needed to be a different ethnicity. So like now an ethnicity or sex or whatever it is, just like, yeah, no, this person's not that anymore and make it this and make it that. I'm like, I don't care if there's Asian superheroes. I don't care. I don't care if there's black superheroes. Just why do you have to take an already established one and, and swap out the, the, the character, you know what I mean? When you can just make more, like may, if you want to include more characters, include more characters, like, um, there's the girl, I think her name is America something or other, who's like Hispanic and she's like Miss Marvel or something like that. I, I don't know if I got the name right or the character right, but like they made new characters. Like Black Panther's a perfect example. Like you can have black superheroes that are fucking awesome and there's no issue. You've created them and put them in there. I just, I don't know. I, I, I have heard this before. Okay. I'm going to quote uh, like Bill Burr or something. Bill, well, quote. I'm going to paraphrase something that Bill Burr said. Oh, look, we might fill an hour now because I'm on my fucking soapbox. Um, People ask Bill Burr often because he's kind of misogynistic at times, though. I don't really think, I don't think he really thinks that. I think he's guilty of being the same as everybody else in the regard that, you know, the grass is always greener. So if you're a woman, you're just, oh, guys got it great and we got it so bad. If you're a guy, you're like, ah, women got it great, so we got it bad. You're black, oh, whitey's got it great. You're white, oh, come on, this and that, we don't have it great. You guys get, like, everyone's always bitching about what they don't have, right? At least the the little dogs, the, the, the small people are always complaining. But people ask, you know, Bill Burr things like, oh, can women be funny? Like, for some reason, he's the, the, uh, authority on who gets to make it in the business or something. Um, but Bill's like, oh, like, well, I just remember that you can Google this and see it on like YouTube, whatever. And he's like, oh, Jesus Christ, just make something yourself. You know what I mean? Like if you're so, if you're so upset about what's happening, go out and make something yourself. You know what I mean? 
Don't, don't try to like wait for someone else to build it and then decide, Hey, where's my corner office? Where's my seat at the table? Like go build it. If you're, if you're angry that somebody built something over here that, that excludes you, then go build your own. Right. And if you got all these people behind you going, yeah, it should be this, go build your own and, 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 and lock us out, you know, if build something good and we'll be one standing outside going, Hey, can we come in? Like, you know, it's, it's very, um, I think that that's, that's what it is that people want to take something that's already established. Go, Hey, me too. And it's like, well, I don't know. Cause like I said, I don't, I don't care. Like you put anything new and I don't care. But I think it's that taking something that's already established and deciding, oh, it's got to change. It's like, well, it's here because it was popular. Why do you need to? God, I, I, I worry, I worry that I'm, I'm being misunderstood in what it is that I'm trying to say. Um, I just think I, I know that in a lot of things in life, there's people who work very hard at things. And then there's people who just want to come along and go, now give me some of it. You worked hard now. Get, where's my piece? And, and. Um, disguising laziness, you know, as righteousness or, or whatnot. Like, again, I've said this before on the podcast that, you know, you're never going to see a Ted talk of some successful person and they're going to say, Oh, how did I get to the top? I whined and I bitched and I complained and I blogged and I tweeted and I canceled until I got everything that I wanted. They're going to tell you the same thing. You've got to work hard. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Put your nose down and work hard. That's the, the message for success. So I think sometimes Jesus Christ, why? Cause you didn't like that. They changed a couple of the characters from the stand, Josh. Um, I, I don't know. It just seemed weird. Um, <laughs> like sometimes it doesn't, like I said, if it's a new story, I don't care. And I'm not like, uh, whatever, I guess, but like, I don't care. I don't, I don't know the characters. If this is the character, this is the character. But if you take something, I know, I know the characters and you just decide, like I said, you just decide you're just swapping it out just because I don't know. That's, that's weird to me. Like, it, I don't know. It feels, it feels, um, pandering. It feels like a plat. It doesn't feel authentic. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm a fan of real change. I like seeing things progress. I really do. Um, I've got lots of issues with myself that I know were things that were not correct. And rather than arguing for why I should keep doing them, like I've said this before, I've used the words fag and I've used the words retard in the past. Um, and I don't, I don't need to. That was the thing. I never meant them uh, in, in like hateful ways. I mean, ball busting, but, but not, I would never use them in like their vicious venomous ways towards, you know, either gay people or people with, with special needs. I would never do that because I'm not, I'm not out there to hurt people. I'm just being ignorant. You know what I mean? And then of course, every now and again, I would, I would, you know, in the past I would say something like that and someone would give me shit for it. And I would just go, Hey, you know, like I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean it like that. Like that was my argument. And it's true. I didn't, but uh, taking a, you know, a step back and going, okay, but do I need to say this? Like, does this word need to exist in my life? No. You know what I mean? Just because I don't mean it the way I'm saying it doesn't mean that I need to hang on to it. And, you know, like I don't write down pros and cons lists, but you know, theoretically, you know, is there any pros to this word? No. You know, like me hanging on to something because I feel like I don't want someone to tell me what I can do. It's not that, uh, it's my own yeah, I go with my own set of values and my own values are like, well, if this word doesn't need to be in your vocabulary and it can hurt people that you would, you wouldn't want to hurt that probably already get enough shit from people who are trying to hurt them. You know, do I, does this word really have the value to stick around? It's like, no, it doesn't. 
So I'm not the kind of person who's, I'm not, I don't pretend I'm flawless. I don't walk around saying I'm this, I'm that. I'm, you know, I just, I try to be a better person every single day. And like I said, I have no issues with multiculturalism. I don't, I have no issues with it. I don't know why. And that's the, that's what the whole point of me running my fucking mouth is right now. I don't know what my problem is with replacing characters. Cause like I said, even at the end of the day, it looks more like the world we live in and it's nice to see more people represented. I guess it's just, I don't know. Like, are we going to rewrite? Okay. Like this is, I don't know. Maybe this is the, the mental pushback. Are we going to rewrite a period piece and say like, Oh, here's, here's Django unchained. By the way, Mr. Candy was black. Wouldn't you go like, Oh, that didn't make sense. I mean, I, I understand I'm going like really extreme with my example, but I'm just saying that like, if a story took place in this time period, then, then that was the story. You know what I mean? Just because you don't see yourself represented and it doesn't mean that that wasn't the world we live in. And in the nineties, that was the world we lived in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I guess this, the setting is that I know you got to adapt. I know I'm not right on this and I'm not trying to be, I'm just trying to figure out why something would like, or cause like I said, if it's a new story, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I'm not taking a head count and going, no, uh-huh. Uh, it was 10 characters, but six of them were white and four of them were black. That's not equality. Like, I don't care. Like I said, I think honest to God, guys, I think it's a shame that it's a video game. I can't wait till the series comes out. I hope they do the same thing with the series is uh, the last of us part two. So good. So good. Everybody represented that. Everybody represented in that game. Everybody represented in that game and didn't fuck with the story. Didn't, didn't hurt anything. Didn't make you sick. Do you know what I mean? They didn't shove anything in anybody's face. They just told a story in the world that we live in. Thought it was awesome. Thought it was fucking awesome. And it was all characters I didn't know. So these are all people that exist in the world. Here they are. They're part of the story. Great. They weren't like, by the way, we're going to go back to the first game, but like, we're going to recast this character and change it. Why? Formalities, you know, uh, uh, pandering. No, that's why it bothers me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like tell stories, tell them about the world. Unfortunately, if you've already created a character and that character has shit, like I would be pissed off if you took a black character. If you do Ghostbusters now and you fucking swap out Winston for, for someone else, I'm going to go, why did you change them? There's nothing wrong with them. You know, I don't know. I don't, you know what? I don't even care enough. I just, but I, I, I am fascinated for why it would bother me. Do you know what I mean? I'm not worried about being like replaced as a white guy. You know, I know some people think that, oh, they're taking all these given jobs. I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't, I don't believe that at all. I just wonder why does it bother me? Is it because there's gotta be something in there because from like when I was young, right? Cause we all love things when we were a kid and a lot of people are like, oh yeah, the music when I was a kid was the best when this, when I was a kid, ah, oh, the food and the restaurants when I was a kid, the, this and that, when I was a kid sports, when I was like, all that shit there, I was like, oh, I was better. It's not, it was, you were young and that was a good time in your life. And so young is good. And now that it's different and things change and you've been left behind, like, oh, this is bad because it's different. It's that's not the case, but I get the psychology behind that. So is the psychology for me that like something that I've, I've liked and coveted for years is now different and changed. And does that mean that something I liked has now been replaced and it's, it's a different story. So, you know, do I identify some sort of inner part of me with these things and go, you know, oh, but then they change it and everyone's going to know the new one. The old one doesn't exist anymore. And that's the one that I enjoy. I, who knows? I'm, I'm fascinated guys. You know, I welcome your theories. Contact the one man podcast.com. You can come at me, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just, just, I'm interested by it. I'm interested by it. And, uh, and Marvel has got so many great characters 
make some new ones, make some new ones. Stop swapping out all of the ones that exist and putting it in there with some sort of, you know, agenda or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I could get started on a whole thing about the the rise of Skywalker. Is that what it's called? The, La- the Last Jedi, the second one of the new three Star Wars movies. Holy shit! There's people who wrote up some stuff about that, and and apparently the uh, the fans don't like this chick in charge of the Lucas stuff. The Kathleen Kennedy or something like that is her name. Is that is that her name? I don't know. But the the woman in charge of like all the Star Wars stuff. Like apparently the fans hate her, and she's uh, just awful. Just awful with the things that she wants to do. Uh, her and Favreau. So John Favreau, responsible for The Mandalorian, which was the first thing that came out with Star for Star Wars in a very long time that's been fun and entertaining. Um, he and her do not get along at all. Um, and then, of course, like the, the Gina Carano thing and all that stuff. Oh, geez. Hey, we filled some time. How about that? How about that? And since I'm already fucking burying myself, I may as well say that other thing I was going to think of or I was thinking of telling you guys before. So here's, here's something just while I'm being vulnerable. Okay. If you're going to come at me for being vulnerable, you know, what, what can I say? Go fuck yourself. Um, I feel very uneasy around people with disabilities. Um, let's just leave that for a second so I can get you guys all fired up and angry at me. Let me see if I can, uh, appropriately explain what I mean by that, because I don't mean that like, get them away from me. Like I'm not what, what I'm uncomfortable with is I, like I said, I'm the kind of person who doesn't want to hurt anybody. I don't, uh, I was bullied when I was a kid. I, you know, I've got my own shit that, that, that hurts me and, and things that, you know, I, I, I don't think causing anyone else pain has any value at any time under any circumstances. And the more empathetic I get and the more I learn about my own shit, the more just like, the amount of people in my life even still are like, oh yeah, tell that person off. When I'm on stage and, and, and audience members, like someone will yell something out, I'll look over at them and I'll start, you know, like, it's funny too, because like you hear the audience go like, Ooh, like I'll joke with people who I chat with, but when someone like, you know, yells something out or whatever, it's almost like the audience is like, oh, get them. And I'm like. I had one night where I'm like, oh man, like somebody said something and I was just like, oh dude, like I go, I don't want to rip your fucking, like, I, 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 I don't want to just eviscerate you. And the audience is like, yeah, do it. Get them. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I go, I just, I go, I can't, I can't, it's not who I am anymore. You know? And that might seem like a pussy thing to do, but I was just like, listen, I, I go, I don't know what's wrong. I go, maybe he's had too much to drink because something bad happened in his life. You know what I mean? this and that I go, I go, maybe he's finally dealing with his uncle touching him as a kid or whatever it is. You know I mean? I'll get some laughs out of it, but, but like to just eviscerate somebody, like for some that might feel like a victory, like, Oh fuck, you got that guy. Good. It's like, did I, did I get one step closer to the person that I want to be? Or did I just take a giant step backwards by hurting someone? I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, I don't see value in it. So when I say that, when I say that I'm very uncomfortable at times around people with disabilities, I guess I should say disabilities that I don't necessarily understand, um, because I don't know how to act. I don't know how to act. Um, and the reason I say that too, is because I know a lot of people with disabilities who are fucking awesome and they got great senses of humor and they want to, they they bust balls and they want to have their balls busted too. Like they're, they want to be included. Everyone wants to be included. And I think the reason I, I just get uncomfortable is I'm like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And I having, I get, I have such weird fucking anxiety that like, I will think 
in a moment of, of like just great things happening, going like, what's the, my brain will go like, what's the worst thing that you could do right now to just fuck this up? Do you know what I mean? Like what would, what would be the thing that just in a second could destroy you? Like on stage, you know what I mean? Like I, that'll happen to me on stage in the back of my head. I'll just be on stage. I'll be doing really well. I'm like, dude, dude, you could fuck your whole career up right now by just, just drop the N word. Just drop it. Just drop it and ruin your whole fucking career. And I'm like, why are you saying that? Like, I don't want to. And there's no, I don't, I don't feel that way or anything, but it's just like, just these, these anxious fucking thoughts that, that go in your head and go, you can ruin, like you're, you're doing great. Everything's going well, but like, you could just say a word and destroy everything. And I'm like, that's like, that's where my brain goes. Like you could fuck that up. Like, you know, it's just like the weirdest shit. I have no intention of doing it. I have no desire to do it. But like, I just, I get, I don't know if anyone else has anxiety that works like that, where you're just like, what would be the worst thing that I could possibly do in this situation? Do you know what I mean? And it's like that old, like what you fear you draw near. Like, I just get so anxious sometimes just going like, you could fuck shit up. Like, and it's the same thing. Like I would hate to, especially, and this was me well before cancel culture. This was just like a, like you've worked hard for things, you know what I mean? And you could in a second just fuck it all up. It's like spending all day stacking a house of cards and then just flick a corner and boom, the whole thing falls down. And you're like, wow, that, that took way longer to build than to destroy. And, and how simple it is. To destroy. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably just yammering, but those are thoughts that I have, um, often, not constantly and not all the time, but often I'll just be something, things will be going. It's almost like my brain has an imbalance where when things are going well, I can't accept that things are going well and, and be happy about it. My brain's got to tell me, oh yeah, it's going well, but do you know how easy it is to just fuck it all up? Like, and it's just like, wow, you know, and, and, and this is, like I said, I'm a person who doesn't want to hurt anybody. I don't, I wish no one any harm or, or any ill. And I just, I get these fucked up thoughts sometimes. Um, like I said, it's just like, what would be the worst thing? Like there's, there's the N word. I say that not. Uh, not I say it, but the, the N word, I mean, it comes to mind because like, that's one of those just, just possible women are like, Oh, the, the C word. Well, cunt, 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 cunt. I can say cunt. I'm not scared about losing my career. Uh, and also, you know, privileged white women who say it's the same. It's the N word for women. Go fuck yourselves. I can say cunt. You know what I mean? I can say cunt. I'm not worried about my career or anything. I might upset you in the moment. Cunt, 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 but not the same word because I can say that word. I don't. Um, in fact, I'll even joke, like, it's so funny when I saw Kat, uh, the other day, my, my boss at the Harvey's thing, we were joking around about something at the end of the day. She was like, or at the beginning of the day. And she was like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. You know, we can't say any, you know, we got to just watch our language. Something like, oh, I plan on dropping the C-bombs constantly all day. And she's like, oh, I know. Right. Like, tell me about it. I'd love to be able to just fucking run my mouth. Like she's cool as shit, but that was the thing. I never said the word. I had no intention of saying the word, saying the word. And even in, you know, even though I know cat's cool and probably both of us actually say the word on occasion, it's still like, I avoid saying polarizing words just in general, but I'm not scared that that word will end my career. Might tank a fucking set some night on stage, but not going to end my career. The, um, you know, unless you call, but, but again, if I was having an interview with a woman and I'm like, like, and everything was going well, my brain would just go, you just call, you can call her a cunt right now and ruin everything. That one word coming out of your mouth. There's other ways to do it, but it's just like, what's the like emergency shutdown on this good thing? What would be the emergency shutdown? You just bam, mash your palm on it. Fucking over. Everything was going great. And then you hit the button. That's what my brain will do. 
sometimes. And I don't, I, another psychology thing. I don't know why, uh, probably something to do with like, I feel like I don't deserve good things and this and that. And it's only, maybe it's just like, it's only a matter of time before I fuck something up. Maybe it's my brain going like, well, Hey, if you fuck it up right now, you're just, you know, you save yourself the trouble of doing it later. It's maybe it's like that whole, uh, you know, you don't want to quit a job, right. Or you can't quit a job, but if you get fired, you know, Hey, well, I, I didn't quit. I got fired. What, you know, what am I going to do? I definitely know I've been guilty of that in the past, not been happy somewhere, but didn't have the balls to quit. And then you just see my, my performance slipping and shit. This is me back in my early twenties, but I don't know. All right. A lot of, a lot of self deep dive discovery. Uh, I haven't learned anything about myself. Just, I guess really, if anything, I'm just telling you guys stuff that as much as I love everybody and I love making you laugh and I love this and that just. Sometimes I have these like self-destructive thoughts. I have like, there's nothing behind them. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, what are my deep, horrible, racist beliefs that I should just say? I don't have those, but it's just like, but say the word, say like the word in and of itself is like a fucking cyanide capsule. You pop in your mouth and fucking end yourself. I've been, I've been caught. I can't continue this way. You know, just, yeah. I don't know. Does anybody like, please tell me somebody that, that you deal with that on occasion too, where you just, your brain will go. I've heard other comedians say that, like, I heard Greg Barrett once say that he was on Oprah and he has like these thoughts too. Like he, Greg Barrett is a great comedian. He co-wrote the book. Uh, he's just not that into you. Um, but he was doing a book tour for it and he was on Oprah, uh, back when Oprah saw the show, obviously. And, uh, and he was saying, like, he's sitting there and he's like in the back of his head, he's like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, this is so great. Like none of my comedy ever got me this far, but like this book and I'm doing great. And he's like, and then, and then there's this voice. I'm like, dude, just touch her face. Like what? Just reach out and touch her face, reach out and grab Oprah's face. Like just cause there'd be like, cause that would tank your shit. Wouldn't maybe ruin your whole career, but like, like you just reach out and grab her. Like that's so inappropriate to do. And it's not like, it's not racist or anything. It's just, it's just incredibly, why the fuck would you do that? But like that voice for me, it's, it's not like, it's not always a horrible thing. I'm just trying to make it obvious and, you know, paint the picture that like in your head, you just like, what's the, what's the thing I can do? Whip your dick out. There you go. No racist, no, no calling him a name, but just like, yeah, just your thing. And I just imagine just whipped your dick out right now over, over whatever good course this was on over that one thing can just, and that's, that's the part that scared me. Like, just like, you can be in the situations where like, you just like one, like you just, you just do one thing and, and it could be all be over. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, you know what? I'm probably just nuts. Uh, this may be my last podcast ever. Um, thanks for listening guys. Uh, I don't know. But so that's, that's why I'm, I'm painting all that out to say that, that when I'm around people with disabilities, I don't know how to act. Um, I'm always polite and respectful, of course, but I've like, I get so fucking nervous. I get so fucking nervous guys that I'm going to say or do something wrong that I start to stammer and, and fuck up and, and say like, like I was on a plane to Thunder Bay before the pandemic to do a weekend of shows. And the, the, I talked to you guys about this in the podcast. I wouldn't know what episode to go back to, but I, I was sitting on the plane next to this woman who was blind and I remember they, the, the, the stewardess came up to me or flight attendant, sorry, came up to me and was like, um, can, would it be okay with you if we sat, uh, someone who's blind, a person with a disability next to you? And I go, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like, I don't like why I, I, I was actually weirded out that she asked. I'm like, I don't, I get to decide that's weird. I'm like, yeah, please. So she came and she sat to me and she had, she was blind and I don't know the name of the condition. Maybe I should have looked it up to be less ignorant, but I didn't realize it'd be this deep into the story. Um, 
is she had kind of like, um, Jesus, uh, her eyes seemed underdeveloped. Like they weren't open. They were closed. And I, and I truthfully don't even know if she had the capability to open them. They looked kind of like newborn babies. Like they're not uh, uh, like, see what I'm saying? I don't even know how to describe it. I'm trying to be honest and, and genuine, you know, sincere, but I was just, I was, so I was like, I, I hadn't seen that before and I wasn't staring. Not like she would know. Haha. Ha. Was that me trying to bring levity? I don't know. Uh, it's not like she would have known that I was staring, but I was just like, I look over and I was like, okay. And she was like, how are you? And it was, it was, oh my God. It made like, and I had my own fucking insecurities. So it made me uncomfortable because she would ask me a question like, like, Hey, what's your name? And I was like, oh, Josh, uh, what's your name? And then she like would look uncomfortable. Like, like, why did I ask her? I was literally responding to her. Like I would answer and then pose the same question that she was posing. I was just being respectful. And, uh, you know, like she would ask me, Oh, where, like, you know, where are you going? I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, to Thunder Bay. Like I'm taking this flight all the way to the end. Cause I guess her flights go from Ottawa to, to Toronto and then Toronto to Thunder Bay. So I'm like, Oh, I'm just taking it all the way to the end. Thunder Bay. She's like, Oh, cool. And I go, well, how about you? She's like, I'm Toronto. And then like, and she would like, she was fidgeting with her hands on her tray. Um, and I've, I've, I've taken accessibility training before as part of our job, like other jobs I've had, you have to take accessibility training. I've taken it so many fucking times. Um, and the, one of the things I've learned is like, you don't, you don't help if you're not asked to help, but I'm so fucking codependent and I'm such a people pleaser that like, I want to help people all the time. I'm always offering to do things to people who are completely able-bodied. So it's not like a, a thing. And I, I don't even remember if I told her like, like I'm, I apologize. Like I'm going to keep offering just because that's who I am as a person. I go, I'm sorry. It's, this and that. And I don't even think I did. So I was like, I was like, you said I was trying like, she was trying to grab her drink or whatever. And she didn't seem to be having an easy time with it. And I was like, Oh, she's not asking. I think I, I sometimes I'll say to someone like, um, what is it? I'll say like, uh, just, if you need anything, please don't hesitate to ask. I won't, I won't offer otherwise. Like I do my best to follow everything that I've been told, everything I've been taught, but it's like, but that accessibility training, there's no, there's, I, I do not trust that like, cause they're always like, ah, if you just, if you learn these things, you're gonna be good in any situation. You're not going to hurt anybody. Bullshit. Bullshit. I do not believe that. I believe that I've got a, a better chance of not hurting someone, but I don't trust myself enough to not get nervous. Like that woman at one point, like, like I said, we were, it was like, she would ask me something. I would respond. I would ask her the same thing back out of respect. And then she would, she would look ill. Her hands would fidget and she would have almost this kind of like her, her, her neutral mouth would kind of turn downwards a little bit, like a bit of a frown or I'm just insecure and I wasn't reading her properly, but she wouldn't really answer me. You know what I mean? Like she, she would ask me a question and, and I would answer and then she would just seem like she didn't care. There was no, she never asked me any follow-up, but the thing is she didn't leave me alone either. She would keep asking me stuff. And at one point, like I don't fly in a lot of planes. So I remember just at one point, like, you know, we were up in the clouds and I was like, oh, I could see the sun over. It was a kind of cloudy underneath, but we got up over the, over the clouds. And I was just like, oh my God, look at that view. Dumb thing to say right next to a blind person. Do you know what I mean? I was just uncomfortable and I was just trying to say anything else, right? How often does the weather come up when people have nothing to say? Right? So there's stupid Josh. Oh, look at, look at that view. Okay. Done. Oh, and I had my accessibility training, right? We, we learn, you say the person, you don't say blind person. You say person who is blind. You say, you know, you see the person before you see the disability. Again, 
I don't think that makes a huge fucking difference. If that's what they prefer, fine. Again, I'll adapt. I'm not a piece of shit. I'll adapt. If that makes someone feel better, fine. I'm pretty sure that just saying that doesn't change it. Like, yeah, he's a blind guy. You know, I call myself a fat fuck. Am I supposed to call myself a fuck who is fat? Right. See my, see me before you see my disability. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like they, when they go all oh, this accessibility training, it's all you need. You're gonna be fine. I don't believe that. Right. It's like giving someone a bulletproof vest, a Kevlar vest and go, all right, now go on into that war zone. Fuck you. You said this is going to protect me. I feel like there's a lot of me that's still exposed. That's going to catch fucking stray bullets. That's how I feel with your bullshit accessibility training. I do not. I'm afraid in the situation. I am uncomfortable. Not because I dislike the person, not because I, because I don't fucking know how to act. I'm terrified that, that my stupid brain is going to say or do something. <sighs> God damn it. I, I don't like holding babies either. I, I don't want to hold a baby. I'm scared to hold a baby. It's not like I don't like babies. I'm terrified I'm going to hurt it or hold it wrong or 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 I fucking flinch the wrong way and break its neck or something. I don't know. But that's just, I can't remember what made me think of it. I was driving home from Montreal with my my interview with Joey Elias. And I just, I, I remember that coming to mind. I can't remember what story it was, but there was a story that came to mind and I was just like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, God damn it. I, I, I hate being the cause of someone else's. And I'm, and like I said, what you fear, you draw near. Okay. Well, there it is. There's old Josh realizing at 38, he's still a fucking idiot, still incapable of just being fine around people. Is it? Yeah. Hey, why is that? Why is that too? Is that a fear of being alone? Is that what it come back to? Let's find the psychology on this one, right? Is that, is that because most things come back to the fear of being alone. So am I afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing and hurt somebody? I know that I'm afraid people won't like me. I definitely know that the person that I might hurt won't like me. So that's a thing. Um, perhaps, you know, if other people found out that I said something like that or hurt somebody, you know, that they would not want to be around me. Just, you know, this whole canceled culture. Look how many people fucking turn your back, turn their back on someone. Like I'm, I don't really like talking about this stuff because I'm like, you know, well, all someone has to do is just not listen to what you're saying and decide, decide for you what it is that you're saying, because they heard you say a couple of words. Um, I trust my listeners, but I've, I've had people just randomly jump on the podcast before I go, Oh, what's this thing? Listen to it and decide they fucking hate me. You know, cause they're not listening to what I'm saying. They're just deciding that what I'm saying is, is horrible or whatever, but you know, fuck it at this point, no one's emailing me. So if I get, if I get email trying to cancel me, at least I guess there's some interaction out there. Um, but yeah, that's where, uh, that's where I'm at with, uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at in life is, uh, it's not progressing particularly forward. And I'm worried that even what little I have is going to get destroyed by something that comes out of my mouth, huh? Isn't that funny that I could sit down at my desk and talk for an hour about some dumb thoughts that I had and, uh, and some movies and shows that I watched and that it could all end. So just going back to the fragility of it, like imagine that just, just, Hey, I was thinking this thing this week. And I, and I even can say, which I did that I'm not saying I'm right about the situation. I'm not saying I know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying like, huh, I had this thought and I know something's fucked up, but I wonder why. And someone will go, he said that blah, 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 blah. And that person, of course, thinks that they're making a difference. They're not. Anyways, speaking of watching things, I'll tell you one more thing and then let's fucking wrap this up, shall we? We're at 57 minutes. Well, what do you know? What do you know? Even when I don't think I can do it, I can run my fucking mouth for an hour. Um, I don't even know what I talked about. I don't even know what I talked about. Um, let's see here. 
Um, I watched a movie called Howl. I like werewolf movies. Okay. Uh, American Werewolf in London, probably my favorite. Scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, really good movie by John Landis. I've talked about it before. American Werewolf in London, scared the shit out of me, uh, probably like a week, like an entire week. Uh, I couldn't sleep. Terrified, terrified. One of the best werewolf transformation scenes. No CGI whatsoever. All practical special effects. Big old truck going by. And um, what's another What's another good werewolf movie? Uh, Wolf itself. I've been watching The Office lately, and uh, they're at the point where James Spader is the CEO. James Spader was in that movie with Jack Nicholson. Wolf is, uh, is a good kind of werewolf movie. Liked it a lot. Um, any other ones that come out to mind? I think Silver Bullet is a Stephen King like screenplay. Um, I believe that one's a good one. There's a lot of, oh, oh, and, uh, the Wes Craven one cursed, not bad, not great, not bad, but here's the thing. Like you got to watch like 10, fuck 10 to 15 bad werewolf movies for every one good one you get. Um, I'm sure there's other good werewolf movies that I've enjoyed that, that I, I can't think of the new, uh, Wolfman with uh, Benicio del Toro was good, but you, you just, you see a lot of shitty werewolf movies and I, and I'm always like open to good ones. I like one werewolves scare the shit out of me. I have, I have very irrational fears. Um, not shit loads of them, not shit loads of them, but, uh, sorry, we're playing music as loud as humanly possible. Let me see if I can deal with this and come back to it. Speaking of half humans, half animals, my fucking roommates playing music as loud as they can. Um, Jesus Christ. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Should I move to the woods? Take my chances. I was talking about having irrational fears. Like I'm, I'm not afraid of getting murdered walking home at night, not by a murderer or a human being. But if I'm like walking down a particularly quiet area and then I look up and see a full moon, I'm like, oh my God, werewolves, werewolves, <laughs> like not terrified but just it's there in my head i'm like oh it's a full moon werewolf so uh to the to the background music i don't know if you guys can hear it i hope off on it clears it up but to the background music of whatever's playing um i watched this movie called howl it looked good it looked good the special effects looked decent um it's on amazon prime and it's like a bunch of people on a, i guess the last train or whatever like a like a i guess an inner city train or something like that commuter train i don't know what they call them but it's uh uk seemingly uk and um there's all these people on a train 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 you know gets stuck or something happens in the middle of the, of the woods on the line or whatever. And, you know, then they start getting attacked by, you know, a wolf It starts off that whole, like, what was that thing that we didn't see? You know, it can't be a far walk. Let's, let's try walking from the train to this area. And, uh, and then they find the, the conductor, right? The conductor, it's like that whole conductor, like this is all in the trailer. I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything, but it's like the, the conductor leaves the train to figure out what happened and he gets fucking killed. Then everyone's saying, Hey, we can't, we don't know where the conductor is. Well, well, where's the next station? Can't be more than a two mile walk or whatever it is. I'd probably say kilometers, but yeah, it can't be farther than this, that or whatever. So they go out and Oh my God, they find the dead conductor. All right, everybody back in the fucking train. And then someone gets attacked and barely makes it. And what was that thing? You know? Oh my God, we're just, we're just sitting in here trapped like bear food. And then this little, this young girl's like, it's not a bear. Bears don't howl. 
right? And then it just proceeds from there. They get attacked and then, you know, whatever. That's the movie. I I saw the trailer and I was like, fuck it. I'll watch. I'll check this out. Um, it didn't end up being uh, half bad. There were some things that didn't make sense in it. But again, we're still talking about a werewolf movie here. Um, the special effects of their faces were kind of fucked up. Like they ended up looking more like the vampires from From Dusk Till Dawn than actual werewolves. More like, you know, vampiric people, whatever. But uh, yeah. So uh, Howl on Amazon Prime. It wasn't bad. It has your standard characters. It had some fat fuck stuffing his face, just being a fat piece of shit. Uh, sorry, a fuck who is fat stuffing his face. Um, and you know, he's dead. You know, he's just a piece of garbage who deserves to die. Like, oh, like just, you couldn't, like he may have, he's basically fat bastard from Austin Powers wearing a soccer hooligan shirt. Like that's, that he was just stuffing his face, being a, being a fat fuck ripe for slaughter in the movie there was the teenager who's not being a you know being a little cunt oh look not canceled uh being a little bitch on the train because you know he's like ticket please and she's like on her phone she's like oh my god this guy's trying to stare down my shirt he's looking at my tits you know what i mean it was just like that so like again it's like you're not gonna care when she dies then there's like some some corporate bitch who's who's you know being an asshole on the train or whatever that there's the douchebag like you there's just there's all the people that you can see who are like, yep, I'm not going to care when they die because then that's what they're doing. They're basically showing me characters that are expendable, that can get killed, that are going to cause problems at the worst possible times, you know, and that's that's going to be the movie. Um, so Howl on Amazon Prime, you want to watch an hour and a half long werewolf movie that's not not horrible? Um, I, I, I want to say like one of the things that uh, that didn't work, but, you know. Basically, the movie's happening at night. What do you know about werewolves, right? Werewolves, you know, they keep showing the full moon. So it's like, oh, well, werewolves, the full moon is what changes them, right? So let's just say that 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 aspect in and of itself, you think like, oh, if they just make it until this time, um, and then there's fully lit daytime scenes, and you're like, oh, I guess that wasn't a thing. Uh, how about that? Let's just put it that way. Um, so let's uh, let's wrap it up. That's it. That's the uh, the episode, guys. Send me an email, contact at onemanpodcast.com. You hate me, you don't. Um, you also can relate to stupid, anxious thoughts at the worst possible times. Let me know. Let me know if that's a thing that uh, that happens to you. Uh, did you watch all of The Stand? I've seen two episodes. Um, and I just, I don't like, listen, worse than worse than character replacement, I that, that's out of place, erratic storytelling of it. I think that's what I like the less about it. Um, you know, uh, if you want a burger, send me an email. Give me your address. I'll send you some free burgers a la Harvey's. Um, if you're a person with a disability, um, have you experienced the stupidity that I'm talking about where someone just seems uncomfortable? I think it's uh, part of it is, is gotta be that like, we, we, we fear what we don't understand. And the thing is like before, you know, you would see things like in the past where someone would go like, Oh, you know, some, a kid would be acting a little strange or staring at somebody who's different, right? That's what they're doing. They don't know. They don't understand. They're fascinated, curious, whatever it is. And they stare. And a lot of people with disabilities are really empathetic to that, to people who don't understand. It's not like it's their job to be, I get that. Right. We've got the, a lot of people in different communities going, it is not my job to explain to you. To te-. I get it. But at the same time, you want the world to just, just get you. Well, you don't, somebody's got to teach. I've just noticed that people with disabilities seem to be, uh, a lot of them anyway, seem to be very empathetic to like answering questions and helping understand because through understanding comes peace. And now it's not awkward anymore. Like I totally get the situation for me. I'm terrified to ask questions. I'm terrified. I'm so just terrified of doing anything that might, that might make the person feel uncomfortable or hurt. So I just, I try to shut up, but more nervous I get, the more I talk, I got issues. That's, that's on me. I'm putting it on me. So I'm just saying, but if you're somebody out there, like, have you found that? Have you experienced people just 
being like the weirdest versions of themselves because they can't seem to, you know, or is there, or is there a method or am I, 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 there's no part of me that thinks I'm especially cursed, but you know, do you, do you recognize when people like, do you see when someone's like, da, 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 like, do you have to talk them down? You know what I mean? Do you have to help? Do you have to basically handle their accessibility? Maybe that's something I should do is an accessibility for someone like me, where it's like, here's how you deal with me. You go, Josh, you're being a fucking idiot. Relax. Everything's okay. I'm not going to, not going to hurt you. You're not going to hurt me. I get it. You're a good guy. You don't mean to harm. All right. If you say something stupid, I'm just going to think you're stupid. I'm not going to think you're mean or an asshole and stupid, or maybe I am either way. Um, that's where you guys come in. Let me know. Anybody, anybody out there, anything you have to say, you know, the email address, um, you know, this thing will be out on the internet for six days before I record another one. So, uh, let's see if I get canceled. Let's see if my saying that I'm wrong and that I don't know what I'm doing. And I wonder what the psychology is behind it. I wonder if me admitting publicly to anyone that I have flaws will be enough to allow me to continue to just try to make a living so that I can live in this horrible house with asshole roommates that play music during the podcast that don't care. All right. Can I just make enough? Can I just stay active career wise enough to continue this nightmare? <laughs> I hope you guys have a great week. I, I will be out of the house a lot this week doing my skip the dishes stuff. So I will not have to handle these animals. Um, so I'll be fine. I, I enjoyed the sunshine today. I can't tell you how happy I was to just drive around. Had the sunroof open, windows down, sunshine coming in, just running around to business. It's a little sad to see a couple of them that looked shut down. Um, but I, I had a great time. I love being outside. The sun does uh, wonders for my mood. So I'm going to go enjoy it this week. I hope wherever you are, it's sunny and nice for you too. And I will chat with you again soon. Love is but a song we sing Fears we will die You can make the mountains ring Or make the angels cry Though the bird is on the wing And you may not know Come on.
Yeah. 